Welcome everybody to this week's podcast. Uh, it's my name is David Irvin. It's my pleasure to to be here with you. Uh, as you know, what we're doing on these podcasts is how do we is really having conversations with how do we use this time of the world that's in crisis seems like these days. How do we use this as a time of deepening our leadership presence? And how do we become better people through it all? And how do we use this experience to, to make us better people and better leaders? And how do we take that road less traveled rather than the road most traveled, which is through by distracting ourselves from this experience? How do we use this experience uh, for, for the betterment of, of humankind and for the betterment of us as leaders? So I have with us today uh, a guest that I've come to know these last couple of years. This is Jeremy Amiot. Jeremy is a, an entrepreneur and real est- president of a real estate company in Edmonton. And he came to my first retreat two years ago. And uh, this is the retreat where we take leaders away up in Banff for a couple of days, actually three days, and help them guide them to their authentic self. And Jeremy is just such an authentic person and an authentic leader, and he's got a pretty cool story of what he's been going through the last three weeks since his whole shutdown of our culture. And uh, so, Jeremy, I just want to welcome you and uh, introduce you and, and uh, let you tell us a little bit about yourself and about your journey that you've been through, this authentic journey, and how you've been using this time to connect with your authentic self. What does that actually mean to you? Well, that's, that's a lot of questions. Uh, first of all, thanks for, thanks for having me. Uh, a big fan of, of yours since we met a few years back and uh, we've hit it off and had some good conversations so, it's, um, so yeah just to be a part of this and to, to get to contribute because I know I know how much you contributed to uh, to my life and to the people that uh, that I've seen uh, as, as part of your group how much you've, you've affected them so for me to, to be able to give back hopefully hopefully I have something to share I think that my, my story in the last three weeks is obviously very similar to everybody else's I guess the difference is just um, how how we handle things. Um, so I guess a little bit of a background story for me. I, I run a real estate company, as, as you mentioned. Um, we brought in a, a new brand that uh, wasn't known in Edmonton. It's called Sotheby's International Realty Canada um, last year. And I, I feel like the, the challenges that I had last year really prepared me for this year because I didn't expect to... Um, to be brought down to my knees as quickly as I did last year. Uh, it, it wasn't expected at all. And so I, I really had to grow myself out of that. I uh, really, you know, I, I feel like a part of me sort of lost my authentic self when it was going through all those things last year. Um, the identity that it tied to myself and who I thought I needed to be, um, it, there was just a lot more confusion. And out of that confusion um, came a lot of reflecting, um, started with pain and then it, turn into reflection and then and then it turned into clarity um and i think that it really prepared me for what was to come this doesn't actually feel like anything too crazy to me now because it, i think that the, the biggest challenge with with new fear is the the fear of the unknown when you when you haven't been through something like this before and and, and um the more you're used to going through times of uncertainty I think the more confidence you build in that, that it's just, you know, you're going to get somewhere. It's just how you handle it. It's going to be the big difference, right? How did you develop the clarity to know that you just had to go through the pain 
rather than escaping from the pain, how did you use this pain and uncertainty of this whole market this last month in the, in the midst of this virus crisis? How did you use that as a way of deepening you and taking you into reflection? It just came from your previous experience, I guess, with this, that knowing you could get through this. Yeah, I think it's just like not running away from the emotions, right? Like not running away from the, the anxiety, uh, the fear, just being aware of it and, um, and letting it pass through you. Because I think if you don't run away from that and allow yourself to get distracted by things that, you know, aren't going to help the problem, um, but you lean into it, it, it you, you tend to pass through it a lot faster. And I know, that, you know, one of the most important questions that I ask myself over time is uh, when I'm aware of my emotions, I ask myself if, if those emotions are serving me right now, if they serve where I want to go. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, all of us have gone through the fear, through the, the what ifs, and, and, uh, and that very well could still happen. And it doesn't mean that I don't take action on, on making sure that I'm properly positioned for those things. But I choose to really look at the, um, the positive in the situation because I, th- I think there's a positive in, in anything that happens but you sort of get what you focus on, right? So, um, you know, one of the things for me is I'm generally a pretty disciplined person. I, I'm, I'm human. I, I don't, uh, I'm not perfect at it. Uh, far from it, actually. But I know that when, it's, when times are chaotic and uncertain, I can bring certainty to myself by being more disciplined with my time, with my structure, um, and with my thoughts. And so... Um, you know, I, I try to go to bed at the same time every night, wake up at the same time in the morning and I have my routine. I, I fill out my, my journal every day. And, um, they use actually a book called the five minute journal, which is just a really great book. I don't know if you've heard of it, but there's just little prompts in the morning. Uh, one is, you know, what are you, three things that you're grateful for, uh, three things that would make today great and a daily affirmation. And then at the end of the night or at the end of the day at night before you go to bed, um, you write down three amazing things that happened that day and what could I have done to make today better? And, um, so I've been practicing that discipline really since about mid January. And it's really helped me because sometimes, sometimes you kind of just go through the motions, but a lot of the times it causes you to really reflect and at times it's hardest to find those things to be grateful for or what would make today great. It just, it just sets up my mindset in, in a proper way. Um, I think, you know, I feel really blessed that there's so much access to so much good information. You know, there's, there's a lot of access to, to negative information, but there's a lot of access to, to good information. And um, that's in the form of a podcast, like what you would do. Um, so many great books that are, that are touching me. Um, and, you know, journaling. Journaling is, there's no better form of inspiration than yourself, right? And your own thoughts. And I think that just setting up your day and finishing your day, so bookending your days, um, makes a massive difference in how everything in between is going to go. What do you mean by leaning into it and, and letting the emotions run through you and asking yourself whether those emotions are serving you? It is so critical from my perspective that we embrace the feelings, whatever they are, and accept the feelings of what is going through us without judging. And I'm just curious what your experience is with that. What are some of the feelings that you've had that you've had to deal with, and how have you let how do how do you lean into them? What does that actually mean? Um, 
I think that it, it's just, you know, any, well, where would I start? You got an example? Well, an example would be the very first thing that I thought was when, when the pandemic started to happen was I sort of, I sort of brushed it off. Uh, and that didn't last very long because then I started to realize that uh, this is really real. Something, something really uh, impactful is, is about to happen or it's happening already. And, um, and that's when all of a sudden my, my idea of where I was going to be in the next month and what I was going to be doing and, and um, how my business was going to look, uh, all of a sudden all those, those ideas that I had so fixed in my head were, were kind of taken away, they were shattered. And I thought, geez, I, I, I really have to pivot. And then I got into uh, a defensive mode and I thought, you know, where can I shed expenses? Where can I, um, where, you know, can I shed some salaries? Can I, do I have to keep marketing? Do I have to keep doing all these things? And then I, I, I realized as I'm going through this motion that I'm spending about a day and a half doing this and just really kind of preparing for the, the very worst. And then I thought about it and I thought, well, I don't, is this really serving me right now? Cause now I feel like I'm, I'm playing to lose. And it doesn't mean that I don't necessarily take defensive precautions, right? Take advantage of the things that uh, the government has to offer, take advantage of, of, um, you know, just, just, just play defense in, in a little bit, protect yourself, but don't succumb to um, those feelings. Like it's the end of the world. Because that's the problem is your thoughts can just kind of take you down this, this path. And if, if it's not taking you down the path that, that, that really gives you a chance, um, it's probably not the one to be on. So I guess it's just being aware of those thoughts and not, not totally running away from them. Because I think that's what I tried to do at first. I tried to avoid conversations, even with positive people in my life who were scared. And I thought, well, I don't. I don't know that that's really the best way to do it. I think I have to actually um, empathize with them and, and, and go through those feelings, but just be aware that I don't stay in that state of, of fear, right? So you recognize that it's there, but you just don't allow yourself to stay there and get yeah. consumed by it and get into the drama. Well, I just think there's such a big difference for me between listening to the news, which I just don't do anymore, uh, uh, you know, I, I get, you know, informed news sources, but to sit and listen to most news just gets into the drama, which is very different than actually just sitting with myself, sitting with that journal, as you say, feeling the fears and then say, OK, what do we do with that? And we process it internally and then we take action as a response to it, as opposed to just being wall as opposed to wallowing in it and being consumed by it. How, how would you describe that difference? Yeah, I mean that—that's. I, I think you just hit the nail on the head in terms of what happens if you if you watch the news, is you get sucked into a drama. The important information uh, that's going to come with this is going to get to you somehow. You don't need to be watching all the news. And I and I think um, what was your question again specifically? <laughs> uh, well, it was about just what's what's the difference for you? I think you probably described it between just being consumed by it versus feeling it and then using it as a way of fueling some positive energy during the day without denying it. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know if I can answer exactly what the difference is, but I, I know that um, the result in, in 
where you guide your thoughts makes all the difference because for me, um, I think that when I, when I accept a, a, a true reality, which this what's going on is a true reality, I can, I can move on from it and I can start to focus on all the things that have happened in the past that um, have turned these types of, these exact type of, of trials into big triumphs for the people who play the cards right. And, you know, I go back to Stoicism and Ryan Holiday is a great author who has some great books on people who've gone through this, Marcus Aurelius and, and all the other people. And, um, and then you think of, of companies and all the companies that grew out of, out of these times. And, and, and I know that it took leadership. Um, and I, I think it took authentic leadership to do it because I think part of being authentic is, um, is acknowledging the reality of a situation going through it and empathizing with it and then sort of leading your, your troop through how to best handle the situation, how to, how to fight your way through it in a, in a positive way. Um, and the only way I can do that is by really kind of leaning into that, that, um, all those emotions first and then crawling myself out of it and, and showing people how I've done it. Right. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And, and can you describe what you've done with your team just a little bit about what your team consists of and how you've guided them through this very challenging time. And I'm also kind of, and I don't want to ask you too many questions at once, but I'm also really interested in, you had this vision before the pandemic. And then what happened? That, that vision kind of got blown up. And so how do you really recreate a new vision and at the same time lead your team through, through this time? Can you just kind of describe for us how you did that? Yeah, well, I, I mean, I, the vision just of, of, of a business growth um, was nothing out of the ordinary. I mean, it was something that excited me and uh, still excites me and I, maybe more than ever, to be honest now. Um, but when there are certain things you expect the marketplace to behave a certain way, and we know, especially in real estate, um, we're tied into the, the economy in general. And there's, there's all sorts of things happening. Alberta has kind of been under fire for quite some time. So, so we're used to challenges. But we're not used to this one where all of a sudden um, the world kind of just uh, hit the pause button. And um, and that's something that I just obviously didn't expect. But I've learned, again, from from everything that I've gone through, not just in the last year, but in the last 14 years, that uh, you're supposed to expect the unexpected. And, uh, and so, you know, in terms of what my team looks like, we're a smaller team, so it, it it makes it a little bit easier than running, you know, a team of 50,000 people. We have 11, um, but every one of us has, has an important role. And I thought, okay, well, if there's, there's going to be a slowdown one, we can't accept there's still going to be people that are, that are moving all the time, uh, no matter what, for any reason. And, um, and we have to be able to help them make their decisions. And in order to do that, we have to be clear headed. So it's, it's important for us to make sure that we're, we're in the right headspace. And, um, and that means not just me, that means my entire team. And so, um, I thought we have an opportunity to jump on a zoom call every single day, because now we don't, we don't have nearly as many appointments because we're, it's harder to be face to face every day at 10, we're going to, we're going to train and we're going to get really, really sharp on our skills. And I think that we can, we can take a, a five-year learning curve and compress it into into one if we if we play our cards right so 
you know, I, I saw that as a, as a big opportunity to uh, connect and get closer with my team. Um, we have more face-to-face time than we ever have. It's just on a screen instead. Uh, we have more training time than we ever had. We have deep conversations about, about business and, and a little bit about life as well. Um, and I think that we're, we're preparing ourselves to be, to be stronger, uh, not just as professionals, but as, as, uh, as, as humans. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, it allows me to share my gifts. And I think that the, the less that I focus on me personally, and the more I focus on, uh, my team or my clients or, or anybody outside of me, the easier it is. And it's kind of like, let's call it like the best kind of selfish, right? It's like, it makes you feel really good by not thinking about yourself and by actually generally, um, asking what's, what's needed of you. And, um, and who, who would my best self be right now? Who does my best self need to be? Um, and making sure that I authentically um, get myself there so that I, because you can't fake that, right? This, how has this made you a better person so far? How is, I should maybe free, rephrase that. How is this making you a better person? I think you've kind of alluded to it, Jeremy, because to me, you walk through it in a human way, and you're honest with your staff. You've been honest with me along the way, and you don't—you just don't escape from it. You just embrace it and see it for what it is, and just trust that we'll get through this. But you're real about it. You're not—it's not a superficial uh, cheerleading session. Somehow, I don't know how you would describe that. The, um, the the best way that I could describe it would be that it's it's a muscle that is just like working out it's the it's the perfect analogy which is the more challenges you have and the more you lean into them and and decide that you're gonna you're gonna make yourself stronger as a result of it um the stronger you get and i think that i am taking this as an opportunity that i'm in the gym right now um and uh and yeah I, i just i find that the more you push through it the more clarity you get the more strength you build and I think that I, I just really need to, it's forcing me to be aware of what's truly in my control and what's not. And I can't dwell on what I can't control, but I can dwell on what I can control. And the very first thing that starts with is, is me, right? My thoughts and my behaviors. Absolutely. And you know, we've, you and I have talked about this, that your mindset that you bring into this, and you talked about that structure, bookending your day, having that structure really contains this so that you fuel it in a way that's really productive uh, without it being disabling and without denying it. Uh, it just feels real human to me, Jeremy. Thanks. Is, is there anything I haven't asked you about this journey that you'd like to share with, with the audience, with our listeners? Um, nothing comes to mind in particular, but you know, I think in terms of if I can offer any advice, I, I, I think there's a lot of people in business that, um, that are listening to this podcast. So I guess the advice that I can offer is that, you know, if your services aren't necessarily needed and they may be actually needed, so don't assume that they're not, um, your, your humanity is needed. And I think that for us, what, what I've really made an effort to to do every day that, uh, it's it's good for my soul and it's, it's probably good for my business, but it's not really the point of it um, is just reconnecting with 
past and current clients and friends and family. I, I try to phone five people a day and have good conversations with them to, to check in. And I think that knowing that I, I, I feel like I was built for this because I was just put through so many challenges over time that um, if I can be, uh, I think Ali might have said it, something about being a rainbow in, in, uh, in the clouds or something for somebody. And just, just being a, a positive light, I guess, would be my own words for somebody who's in a challenge. And so I think of all the, the clients that I had or maybe, you know, uh, some of my personal trainer or um, anybody who's, whose business has been turned upside down. I think, well, what a good opportunity is for me to hopefully be able to lend some some positivity and, and maybe some knowledge um, in terms of how to get through that. And, um, you know, just like you're doing, Dave, it's, 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 it's not a monetary thing. It's a, it's a real true connection that um, I just, I think probably the best thing that's happened from this pandemic is we've all been, uh, we've all realized that we're on the same side. There's no uh, us versus them. It's, it's, it's humanity versus a, a virus right now. Um, and I think that for as many people that are fearful and, and doing things like, like running out and buying too much toilet paper and things like that, there's just so many people that are going out and lending a hand more than ever. And it's, it's, it's really, uh, it's really helping people set priorities. And I, I, I know for a fact that I'm not the only one. And it's not just priority priorities in where they spend their money or where they haven't been spending their money. It's where they spend their time and their energy. And um, there's so many people. I think the, the, the most universal thing I've heard from all the, the hundreds of conversations that I've had over the last few weeks is that people are really enjoying connecting with hmm. others that they haven't connected with. And I think that's just, I think it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, I, I concur. And I really like this notion of, uh, of just creating value where you can. And uh, if, you're, if the services in your company, quote unquote, aren't needed in the marketplace, your humanity is always needed. And we've, I think this is a really opportunity. I mean, we're all sanitizing everything, but really what we're doing is humanizing everything because it's brought, it brought us all down to a real human level. And I love this notion of five calls a day just to create value that's in front of you. I always say when you're in financial crisis, you know, when you're going through the, a down period, always focus on cash flow, not net worth. And you focus really on the immediate. And the immediate for us today, although that may be relevant, that notion of cash flow versus net, work for mo- net worth for most of, most of our businesses, that notion of cash flow would be, hey, where's the immediate What's the immediate value that I can bring to clients? And this is what, you know, my effort is right now to imperfectly put something like this together, a podcast, some articles to reach out. And I know that, you know, just create value wherever I can. And I know that uh, there's just so much airspace used right now to give messages and and bring hope to people. But I, I really do see the human side emerging. And, you know, it's just like making contact with those five people every day and it starts with making that five minutes every morning where you connect with yourself. Uh, that's what I love about, that's what I got out of this conversation is that journal, just to connect with yourself before the day starts and then connect with yourself at the end of the day. You're, and it's not just yourself, but your higher self, your authentic self, your spiritual self, whatever you want to describe that to be. But it's a higher self 
than is swept away by what the masses would have us believe today and where, where we would follow in terms of fear. So, Jeremy, this has been awesome. I just really appreciate it. I've been inspired by the conversation. Any last-minute thoughts or wisdom that you want to pass along? Yeah, I just I just want to comment on what you just said, which is that when you get to connect with your, your authentic self, you get to be your best self, you you will find ways to bring value to um, to the world right now and, to, and hopefully to your own marketplace. But um, I know that the most successful people in life, um, however you deem success, are the ones who bring the most value. And there's no shortage of value needed right now. There's no shortage of, of value that each and every one of us can bring to people. It's just really being in tune with, with where you can uh, contribute. You know what I find very liberating these days? Money is kind of out of the equation. We don't. Yeah. I'm not. Re, I'm not negotiating money right now with my with my clients. I'm just saying, listen, how can I bring value, and they bring value back to me in in a variety of ways, and we just add value to each other, and it really has humanized the whole experience. I just hope we can sustain this. I mean, this is gonna this is gonna pass. We're gonna get through this at some point. And how will we sustain the learnings? That's that's the really important thing, right? Yeah, I really, I really hope, and I and I, I think we will. I, I'm sure some people will forget, but I, I think a lot of us will remember this. And I hope we can hold on to um, all the positive things that are coming out of this, and, and and maybe blend some of the positive things that we've lost, right? Um, but like you said, I mean, it's a it's a it's a corrector, and it's a it's a forced time for us to reflect. Um, but it's an opportunity for us to personally hit the reset button and, um, and just, just create a world that maybe is a little bit more fulfilling for, for everybody, right? Let's make it more human. And you're, you're doing your part, my friend. So you, you, got to, you gave me an opportunity to kind of hide behind my own questions this time, but you've really helped me look at my, uh, my human journey through this and how I'm, how I'm cur- currently uh, traveling along here imperfectly. So thanks for joining us today. Uh, Jeremy, and I wish you all the best. We're going to stay connected through this whole journey, right? Thanks for having me. You betcha, my friend. 